Welcome to the Dead Format, episode 149. My name is Ian McEwen, and I'm joined tonight by the uh, grinder barnacle turd, the traveling magic player, Thomas Smiley, and we're here to talk about Legacy. The solo traveling magic turd, yeah. grinding <laughs> grinding $140 Legacy events at breweries that have dual lance for prizes. Um, the event was fucking awesome, but I don't, I definitely don't consider people going to that grinder barnacle turns they would have been at the uh the <laughs> scg for sure for sure yeah for sure yo i am uh apologizing in advance to the listeners i had some audio issues tonight with my microphone set up uh i'm gonna blame this on jerry and pat since we had to get in a zoom call with them <laughs> earlier that was so much fun they didn't release the episode yet as far as i know no, it's it's this so Friday. I don't think I we think. can really talk about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we. Oh, I mean, damn. we can say we can say it's fun, right? We can say we had fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, for sure, it was fun. Well, right after you left, Robert Wilson jumped on. Yeah, he told me. He told so me that, about it at the event. But yeah, <laughs> so I was. I offered to uh, buy my ticket still, but he said I should just send the money to you for the yeah. hotel. So like, I don't. I don't know if I want to talk about like the dollars because I want to talk about the weekend because of how much fun I had, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was fucking a ton of money. Uh, anyway, yeah, we can we we'll get into it when we talk about the actual event because it was fucking awesome. All right. Well, before we get into the actual event, I just wanted to really quickly say, uh, rest in peace, Jordan Isaka. Um, I went out to Seattle in 2016 and played in a Legacy Preservation Series event. And the only person I knew in Seattle was Jordan. I only knew him from hearing him on a podcast. I didn't know him personally. But I was paired against him round one, and we were like instantly friends. Um, and I stayed in touch with him ever since then. And uh, it really, really sucks. So I just wanted to say, you know... Say our piece, I guess. Yeah, I I saw that in the Leaving a Legacy Facebook page, and it's like it was super sad. I didn't know him as well as you did, but uh, anytime anytime something like that happens, it's it's kind of like makes you question like all <laughs> everything everything that's going on in your life. It's uh feel bad for his friends and family. Yeah, but all right. Now that uh, that's out of the way, so yeah, the tournament was good, man. Yeah, okay, so uh, for everybody who doesn't know, I went to the Buffalo Chicken Dip Legacy Tournament in Columbus this weekend. I got back uh, on I got back on Sunday, and it was the best venue for a Magic Tournament that I've ever been to in my entire life, period. Um, wow. Dude, okay, so uh, like Robert Wilson was on Leaving Legacy, you guys probably talked about it. He's been on here before, and um, he's been running his own Legacy Tournament, right? And this one, he decided to um, to rent out a brewery. Now, this wasn't just like a brewery, small, like craft place. It was a campus. It had uh, a full restaurant, the full, like large scale, mid to large scale brewery, like a museum-ish area, which the, the tournament was set up in. Um, and it had a hotel attached to the brewery where the hotel rooms open up onto the barrel aging area and it was it was so sick the hotel room was unbelievable 
I spent more money than I than I thought that I was going to because the, you, they just put the beers you get on your tab. And uh, when we oh, get wow. into the, when we get to the tournament report, we'll talk about my Friday night after I flew in there. And uh, oh man, oh man, was it a good time? Yeah. Uh, all right. So the tournament was on Saturday, right? Yeah, tournament was on Saturday. Uh, I flew in Friday night. I guess I found out during the Leaving a Legacy podcast that I was going by myself. Um, uh, <laughs> because uh, there were supposed to be a few people, and Tom Tom Stanton had to bow out, and Dom uh, was gonna was gonna save his magic time for Eternal Weekend. Um, and uh, wait, Eternal Weekend? What's that? Uh, so they announced Eternal Weekend in Philly coming up at some point. I don't know when. Huh. Okay. Yeah, well, Is anyway. It this year? Yeah, this year. It might be early next year. Hold on. Eternal Weekend 2022? Yeah, no, it's 2022. Um, December 8th through 11th in Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah, I can't do that because I have I have plans with the new girl, uh, and then I've had them for like months, so I can't get that weekend off. Um, but it's it's going to be something that's going to be easy to travel to for anybody who's around here. So that's good. I kind of want to go just to sell cards. Yeah, I mean, like you, I mean, you can always just talk to Rodney too. Like he's a traveling eternal weekend, but you could you yeah, could definitely true, true. you could definitely go there too. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So how many people were at this uh, Buffalo Chicken Dip? Uh, okay, so I think the final count was somewhere just short of 100. I can't remember what the exact number was. Um, but nice. I think that uh, the original cap they gave him was 100, which he capped. Then they opened up another 25 or so spots. But I think that there were some people that dropped from that original 100, so it was just below, uh, just below 100 for the event. Okay. Cool, man. So, yeah, take it away. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, here. Uh, okay, so uh, flew out. So I'm dumb. Like, I, I knew this tournament was happening in the summer, and uh, I didn't want to take more days off of work, so I booked my flight out kind of late Friday night, like 7. Uh, I think I flew out at, like, 7. And I didn't realize that the Friday, last Friday, the 11th, was Veterans Day, so I had the day off anyway. I could have, like, flown out in the morning and had the whole day out there to hang out and everything. Uh, but I kind of yeah. wasted that day. Like, I didn't really waste it because the night before I went out to the seaport and I stayed over in, um, uh, at one of the hotels in, in, uh, in Boston. I had a really good time, but, uh, but I could have had more time out there playing Magic. Um, but I, I had a message from, uh, from one of the local Legacy players, listeners, Steve Sizemore, a long time ago about drafting Vintage Cube on Friday night. So as soon as I got in to the brewery and checked into my hotel room, there were literally people just playing Magic in the hotel bar downstairs and hopped in to do some Vintage Cube. Uh, my buddy Warren was there, who I met playing Legacy when I ran tournaments in Salem, and he's like part of the Dayton crew, and he was, he was like there as a local. And uh, it was really good to get the, to draft and see those people. So I... I probably got checked into the hotel around 9, 9.30. And I think we cube drafted till 1. And it was just like, I was trying to catch up. So it was like beer after beer after beer. Nice. And I think I got back to my, ho my hotel room at like 
And well, like, <laughs> so it was like a craft brewery. It's not like you're drinking uh, warm Miller Lights. Um, I had quite a few like pretty pretty decently chunky beers. And when I woke up for the tournament the next morning, I felt like death, like absolute death. <laughs> All right. So I'm I'm more hungover than I've been in like in a really long time. And I'm like, all right, I just need to get breakfast. I need to get breakfast. So I went downstairs to the hotel breakfast and they had their like buffet. And I don't want to put down the food because I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure that it was the state that I was in that made me feel like this. But I like grabbed a bunch of sausages. Well, okay. So listen, like when I, when I went to the actual restaurant they had, the food was really good. Right. But that morning, the free breakfast of the hotel, they had like hash browns, uh, like home fries, and they had sausages and everything. I grabbed a plate and I'm like, I just need to eat, right? Like I feel like death. I need to put food in my stomach. And I'm sure the sausages weren't actually bad. And it was just how much I drank the night before that made these sausages taste so like toxically bad. And these potatoes like drier than anything that I've ever had. That, like, usually you wake up with a hangover, you eat food like that, you feel better. This made me feel worse. All right? So I'm, like, debating whether or not I need to throw up. And I make my way over to the event hall, and I go in and I sit down. And I'm looking around, and, like, like 90% of the people are wearing a mask. And I'm like, oh, that's that's weird. I thought, like, thought everything was, like, kind of over that. At least in New England, you don't see a lot of people doing that. And Robert Wilson came up to me, passed me a mask. He's like, you're trying to get me buried on Twitter? So I didn't know that there was a mask what? requirement. I didn't, so I didn't know that there was oh, a mask man. requirement. I walked in. Like, I should have read the room, but I was, like, hung over and I was sick, right? So I put the mask yeah. on, and we have the players meeting. And I'm, like, breathing in my own <laughs> toxic, like, hangover. And there was, like, four or five points in the first two rounds of the tournament that I, like, felt like I was going to throw up in my mask. That I had to, like, get up oh. and go outside and get, like, fresh air. Oh, it, was, it, was, oh, it was awful. All right? So I'm absolutely not in the mood, like, to play Magic because I just feel, I feel awful. All right? Yeah. Uh, and I sit down round one with, um, with somebody who I was cube drafting with the night before. And... Um, in game one, round one, I get turn one grizzle branded. So I'm hungover. I just got fucking grizzle branded when I kept like a like a hand that was decent against like fair decks, but not good against spell combo. And I'm like, I spent like thirteen hundred dollars to fly out here to lose to grizzle brand <laughs> in round one. Um, uh, but again, I played a shitty deck. I played blue white delver again. I took out the stifles and I added uh, Triumph of St. Catherine and um, nice. and some extra soft counter magic. And, like, th- no joke, that card is for real. Um, every time I played it, it was good. And the times wow. that it was in my opening hand where I couldn't activate it eventually were, like, nil. Um, it basically played, like, a 5-5 lifelinker for two, and it was such a beater. Um, wow. Yeah, okay. So, anyway... Uh, I win games two and three. Um, game two, I think I actually win by like beating down with a Stoneforge Mystic for one, and just having so much 
like graveyard uh graveyard hate and counter spells that like i was just able to like chunk in for one uh because i played a stone forge and got cauldron and it got gre- uh got griefed and um yeah that was like my only clock in game three i just like i literally just had like the nuts um and uh and and i got there so i win round one and i'm feeling pretty good and uh sorry i'm not feeling good i'm feeling good about better about the magic but not good physically and i get a camera match and oh my god it's probably the worst match that i've ever played like think okay so thinking about it i thought that i was taking the right line in my game one because i thought all right i have such a commanding position that the only thing that i can't let happen is Allosaurus Shepherd, um, Allosaurus Shepherd, uh, fucking natural order. That's the only thing that I can lose to. I'm playing against elves, right? Um, yeah. And I, I'm stuck on two land with my Stone Forge, and I have a Murktide in hand too. And instead of playing the Cauldra or casting the Murktide, um, because I only had two lands, I had to spend removal on my turns three four and five taking care of something that was allosaur shepherd like um so i wasn't able to actually like play my threat because i had to use spot removal to make sure that i didn't lose on a swing back does that make sense i had a force of will in hand and i had to play well okay so i had sorcery couldn't you do couldn't you put in the cauldra at instant speed but i was stuck so i was i was stuck on two land and he made a play each yeah so like so that's the idea, right? Um, right. And I couldn't, I couldn't get my stuff in play till late. And the turn that I get my stuff into play, this is the line I take. He's got like two land, a cradle, and um, um, a dryad arbor and a creature in play. All right. He tries to cast a green sun zenith, which I'm like, okay, here's what I can do. I can force the world the Green Sun Zenith, Wasteland the Dryad Arbor, kill his creature, leave him with a Cradle, two lands, and t- two cards in hand at that point. And I would have had an 8-8 Murktide and a Cauldra with my Stoneforge. And he would have been dead in mm-hmm. two turns. Instead of saving the Force of Will uh, for the Natural Order and letting him resolve Green Sun, which I still actually don't think is the right play, because he, even though he Green Sun for three... He can just get Allosaurus Shepherd and then Natural Order on the next turn. Um, right. I take that line where I use all my removal, uh, and they just put him on two cards in hand, and then nothing on the board. And I'm like, there's no way I lose this. I swing him down to four life, and I'm like, okay, like unless he literally has the perfect, then this game's locked up. But I, I gave him three turns to sort of get there, because I didn't deploy yeah. my threats because I was removing his stuff. Um... And he had glimpse into creature, creature, um, natural order. So it was like literally, like he had, he had the perfect, plus he drew the perfect off the top to be able to kill me. So he was at four uh, and I was at 17. He swung for 20. Maybe if I'm thinking I don't swing with the Murktide and I keep it back as a blocker because he's dead the next turn and it plays around glimpse into drawing multiple cards to kill me. Um, But, like, it it must have looked really weird on coverage 
because I could have just slammed my threats, but I felt like I was in such a commanding position that I, if I hit another land, that I just win, because I can remove plus play my threats. And I didn't hit my land for three turns, and he played a must-kill threat three turns in a row, um, and then he had the perfects in his hand. So I felt like uh, I felt like I took the safe route because I couldn't lose the game, and then I didn't hit my land, and it gave him more time, and he won. Um, but watching it on camera, it must have seemed like, what is this dude doing? Just, like, play your fucking Murktide, and you win the game. Um, but I put him on the natural order. He had the natural order. All of the lines he took with his green sons early were to get Allosaur Shepard, which, like, it means you're setting up for that. Um, so yeah. that, that was my thought process in game one, and I was like almost dry heaved in my mask and I was like I can't believe I just lost that on camera that must have that must have made me look so stupid even though my like logic seemed correct at the time uh and then I just got fucking blown so out did of the he, game what did he say what he was green sunning for no you don't have to no but you green... did he say it after the game to you no so so you, you're Working theory is that he green sun for three to get Allosaurus Shepard and was just like camouflaging it. No, so uh, he had no other plays at the time. He green sun for three. I don't think that he was actually green sunning for Allosaurus Shepard, but the only thing I lose to is green sun for Allosaurus or Allosaurus Shepard no, natural know. order. So if he was actually going to get a three drop, getting. then obviously like I let it resolve. But I like he was a good opponent, and I wouldn't put him by him to green sun for more to get the last one drop, you know what I mean? Um, I think that would have been a good play. Like, oh, green sun for two? Fine, resolves. Oh, here's my shepherd. You know what I mean? And at that point, I was out of removal. I only had the force. Oh, for two? You no, know, it was for three. Yeah. But I'm saying, no matter oh, what you three. cast it, no matter what you cast it for, you can get less, right? I understand. I'm saying what, what in that deck would have been a three? I, I'm not even sure that there was one. Right. I'm just curious because I've never seen somebody bluff that. I don't even know what I would be thinking he was trying to bluff, you know? Oh, I've absolutely seen people do that. To green sun for two and get a one drop and be like, got you. Um, so I was, I was literally thinking what would, be the, what would be the one thing that I wouldn't want to see right now. And again, it was, it was Allosaurus Shepard, even though I removed two of them or whatever. Um, and uh, that was the only line that I lost. And yeah, and so I lost. Game two, I keep a I keep a hand that's like swords, uh, the red sideboard card that I have that I'm playing Blazing Volley because I'm bad, um, because I don't have the one that deals damage to Planeswalkers too, but the one red sorcery that deals a damage to everything, um, mm -hmm. and I had two of them, but no threat, so I'm like, okay, this will probably give me enough time to like draw to a threat if I hit a Stoneforge Mystic or get a Murktide, um, then then like this is great. And he played, like, a super slow, grindy game with um, uh, with Elvish Visionary and, um, and Wirewood. So there was no time where I could blow him out. Um, in fact, it might have been correct to just, like, force the Elvish Visionary early. Yeah. Um, or yeah. after, after I saw the first Wirewood. Maybe just force of will that. Um, but I think I only got, like, a three for one and maybe a two for one but he was drawing through cards and I just like didn't hit a threat and then he hit critical mass to where um, I ran out of removal and he was able to dump his hand. Uh, so I like, yeah. I was still kind of um, in my head about game one 
and how I could have played it differently. Hopefully, like, me explaining what happened makes it feel better when people watch it on camera, but, like, I just couldn't believe I lost that game. Um, it was unfortunate I didn't hit my third land drop, but I, I was in such a commanding position with him having so few resources that, um... Yeah, that the only thing that I thought was a objectively incorrect play was attacking with my Murktide, putting him to four, instead of um, leaving him at 12 and leaving the Murktide back to block in case he had more than the perfects. Like, he drew, he ended up drawing additional cards into the perfects, which is what happened. So I, um, yeah. uh, I guess I could have done that. But then he doesn't, I guess he doesn't swing back, and he has a blocker for the Cauldra, which gives him another turn after that. So it would have been, um, it would have been a really weird game after. So, anyway, I tried to put him on a one-turn clock, and uh, and I got punished. But that was my round two, and um, I'm still feeling absolutely, absolutely awful. Um, <laughs> but you know, just ab like I, it just I felt so bad until we had our lunch break. The, um, the brewery that we played at had a restaurant that was actually really good, and they catered the lunch. So after round three, we had a lunch break where I felt like... I felt really good after that. But before, it was just... I felt so bad. I felt so bad. Um, and um, in my round three, I played against Mono Green Post. And I, I didn't know what I was playing against at the time. But I remember looking at my game one opening hand and having it be double wasteland, no colored source. And thinking in my head, oh, this would be great against some decks, but there's no way I can yeah. keep it, right? And then my opponent's on the play. Uh, I mulligan that hand. He played. He plays turn one cloud post. I'm like, fuck. Like, fuck. <laughs> like, I should have... I wish I kept that. Um, and I... I got a pretty good clock on... Um, he was, I didn't draw a wasteland that game, which was unfortunate. He was able to hide behind a glacial chasm when I had lethal on board for two turns and eventually make a 15-15 Emrakul that he got with his, um, Eye of Ugin. And I, I lose that game. Um, look, if I have one more permanent, then I win because he had to sack his yeah. glacial chasm. He attacks, I leave one threat in play and then I can kill him on the swing back. Because he was um, low single digits, but uh, but he got that one, and I thought that I was in a really good spot um, in my game too because I was able to wasteland cloudpost and then surgical it. Um, but he again got um, got a glacial chasm and hid behind that before he was able to play. Um, uh, the the double exile Ulamog, and um, uh, and then fifteen Emrakul again. No, sorry. Um, I'm sorry. What happened that game? No, he he definitely. So he definitely hid behind Chasm that game, and um, uh, and it gave him enough time. He was at two life, and I believe he ended up resolving a Titan and gained um, gained enough life to. To, to sort of get behind that. Um, but anyway, I lost I lost a post 0-2, and it, like... Uh, it was rough. So I'm 1-2. I'm not out of prizes, but I'm definitely out of top 8, and that's, like, not what I went to go 
play that tournament for. You know what I mean? I wanted to see everybody yeah. and have a good time, but like fucking going one and two when you're hungover and you feel like death. Like I was questioning my life at that point. Um, <laughs> I definitely shouldn't have went as hard the night before, and that was my fault. But uh, we had like a an hour and a half break for lunch, and like I went back to my hotel room and I like hung out and uh, after I ate like good food I felt infinitely better um and and things went better from that point on uh I came back and I played against goblins um which I guess there were multiple goblins players there and game one I keep a one lander I get wastelanded and I don't get to play magic so I'm questioning my life existence more uh and then in game two um like I I think I end up getting uh, Stoneforge, Fetch Jit, Miracle Triumph of St. Catherine, Equip Jit to, nice. to, to Triumph of St. Catherine, and just, like, it was... That was insane. Um, wow. Uh, in, in Game 3, uh, he mulliganed twice. I wastelanded him once, and then he didn't have another land for the rest of the game. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, he I... I know that having mana issues is really rough. I lost my game one because of mana issues. He lost the game three. I, like, mulled twice. Did, like, only had one land, got wasted, and that was it. Um, so I get, like, kind of kind of not being happy about playing Magic and being kind of salty after that happens. But uh, that, was my, <laughs> that was my round four. Um, so I'm two and two, and I'm like, okay, if I win out, then maybe, uh, like, maybe I can come close to top eight. And I played against the Rug Dragons deck. Do you know this deck? Uh, in theory, but I've never played against it. Okay, so it's basically Rug, No Delver, Ledger Shredder, Minsk and Boo, and Uro. Um, but all those blue-red yeah. cards. And um, uh, I win a very, very tight game one where um, we just sort of traded threats back and forth. Uh, I ended up having the last one and, and was able to sort of punch through. Game two, we had an insane, like, 40, maybe not 40, 35-minute game where uh, I had to use two sides of my life pad um, because I had a Triumph of St. Catherine. He had an Uro that was recurring. He actually had double Uro. It, it mattered because I swordsed one. Um and there was a point where he ended up like playing um playing double ledger shredder that he drew off um UI and hit enough cantrips in a row to pump those ledger shredders enough to where it could block the triumph. So um I had him down to single digits. Uh I actually had him down to like like four at one point and I was at 30, 30 something. And he double pumped his ledger shredders and, uh, and started to actually be able to attack with the second arrow that I couldn't remove and came back from that. Um, and, uh, in a super, super grindy game where I just like, didn't see a true name. Um, I kind of got stuck on lands. I was at two lands for a really long time where I couldn't play the true name early. Um, it was, a uh, it was a rough one. So we have 10 minutes on the clock in game three. And I, um, I keep, I, I'm on the play and I keep like probably a reactive hand that I shouldn't 
but it had rest in peace and i'm like rest in peace just crushes this deck it has some removal uh it turns off his merc tides it turns off his uh arrows it, it turns off his um um dragon rage channelers like so much so i play play my rest in peace disables his hand i'm still stuck on two lands he's like playing land drop after land drop because he was kind of flooded but couldn't play out any threats and before i could get anything on board um right before time was called he played a minskin boo that i didn't have a counter spell for and the minskin boo closed the game out for him before turns would have been over like i could have drawn the game um because i i could have um just uh just removed his his token at sorcery speed like um and sort of set him three damage back each turn but minskin boo minskin boo wrecked me and i wasn't gonna draw that game because it sort of knocks us both out of everything i feel like that's kind of like if you're behind and you you probably would have lost when you're in that situation if you knock both of you out by taking the draw you just like you scoop it's the right thing to do yeah for Um, sure i i do that too so um so i did that and I'm two and three, and I'm disappointed. Um, but I uh, I play I play two more rounds just because I want to keep on playing Magic. I didn't want to spend all that time traveling and um, and going there to um, to not play. So round six, I play against Faye, who was playing Doomsday. But in game one, I didn't know what they were playing. It was one of those like my hand was so good that when I got thought seized. Like, they scooped and went to game two. Um, it was, like, triple, uh, like, double force of will, force of negation, days, Delver, Wasteland with a blue source. It was, like, it was so sick to where um, nice. after after they saw that, I think they took one or two more draw steps and just, like, scooped up. So I sideboarded like it was Reanimator um, mm. because I hadn't, I hadn't really seen much. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I saw Ritual, um, I saw Thoughtseize, I didn't see Underground Sea, I only saw Swamp. It was like, it was a super, super, um, super low information game. So I brought in like all the soft counter spells and the Graveyard Hate out of the sideboard. And then in game two, he had, they ended up cycling Edge of Autumn. And I was like, okay, oh, I'm playing against Doomsday. Like that makes sense. Um, and, uh, and ended up having a very good hand to where... I had a flusterstorm that I sideboarded in that just like broke the game, um, and my clock was my clock was too good. Um, but we finished that match super early, and they asked if um, I wanted to play some uh, some extra like game one unsideboarded games, and I was like sure like I like we have forty five minutes here we might as well like play some magic, and I got wrecked like seven or eight games in a row unsideboarded where I just felt so fortunate what my game one hand was because I just got like, I got abused in five straight games after, after our match was over. Um, so that I'm like, obviously that deck is for real. It's very good, but I feel like my, my result, especially in game one was, uh, was not what normally happens. I got very fortunate there. Um, and I guess I'm playing for pride in the last round because uh, I just want to finish with a positive record, right? Like, I, I could have, like, I top 32 which isn't great in a 100-person event, but, like, it's better than better than 1-2 dropping. And uh, I play against Black Red Reanimator, and in game one, they mulligan twice. 
and in game two they mulligan once and i just have like the perfect like interaction um so there were like there were some interesting like lines that got taken um but it was it was mostly just a just a they didn't get there at all with their hand and my hand was really good um so i finished 28th it was disappointing, like especially my performance early. But that's my fault because I was just like I was I was not in a, in a shape to play Magic. But the event was so good. Um, Robert Wilson, the judges, did just an amazing job running it and setting it up. The place was beautiful. The venue and the campus was awesome. My little brother, I hadn't seen him like maybe a year, like the last Christmas, close to a year. Um, lives in Cincinnati and he came up on Saturday night. Like we had plans for him to, uh, to come up and had oh, like, an, had, yeah, we had like an awesome Saturday night. The, um, the brewery had like shuffleboard tables and pinball games, uh, and uh. ping pong tables along with like some really good food and obviously like a huge bar. And, uh, and we just like, we had we sort of had had a really good, really good time. Where I, I think I got I got to bed around midnight because I had to fly out super early, um, but it was it was awesome. Damn, dude! Yeah, that sounds pretty sick. Yeah. So did did Robert say anything about like future doing it again there or no? Oh yeah. Okay. So um, now don't don't quote me on this. This is just what he was saying at the event. He thinks that he's absolutely going to be able to use the same venue for a legacy event yearly. And he's also thinking about having a proxy vintage event. I don't know whether or not he's thinking of combining those into one weekend or doing like a Saturday and a Saturday and having them be a different time. But he absolutely was thinking that he was going to do another one um, next year and potentially two. But, uh, I think everybody who went to that event just saw like how sick the place was and how great it was for a magic event. Um, and a few listeners actually came up and like introduced themselves to me too, which was kind of cool. Even though it happened as I was like trying to like, like not gag through my face mask. Um, so I hope, I hope they didn't think I was acting weird when really I just like really needed to throw up. Anyway, Damn. that was my weekend. Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah, it sucks. I, I wish I could have gone, but it was just it was too much, man. I had to take a unexpected trip out to Phoenix, and I've traveled like five out of six weekends leading up to that. So I was just like, screw it, I, I can't do this. Yep, I got you. Um, but yeah, dude, that that uh, that is a bummer. Like hearing about the place, I really, I w- hope I get to see it. You know, I hope that there's another event. Yeah, I mean, it was. I didn't leave the campus the whole weekend. And it was almost perfect, except if their hotel breakfast was better Saturday morning. And if they had fucking a soda machine. Like, they had a full bar, oh. but they didn't have Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi. They had this, like, like artisanal, bottled, like, fancy-ass cola slash Diet Cola. And it, like, it's not what I needed. I just needed regular caffeine, and, uh, yeah. and they didn't have it. So... Slops, slops to them for that, but everything else was wonderful. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, bro, that sounds pretty sick. It was, it was pretty good. 
Did you see the article today? The CNBC article? The uh, Hasbro downgrade from Bank of America because they're ruining the game of Magic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure what I find more amusing. The fact that, like, this article is probably going to tank Hasbro's stock price further. Like, the downgrade because of all of the product they're releasing. Like, they're making more money, but they're getting downgraded because even investment banks are looking at this business model and seeing it's not sustainable. Or the fact that somebody bought uh, a checkmark and made a fake Eli Lilly account that looks more legit than the than the actual one and tweeted that they're going to be giving <laughs> away insulin and not profiting off of it and that tanked their stock price too. Um, did you hear about that? I did, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, it, I'm not sure which one which one is more amusing to me, but shit, shit's sort of <laughs> hitting the fan. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, uh, it's just funny, like, all the people sort of, I, I was, I heard a lot of, like, uh, fun today, like, you know, fear, uncertainty, and doubt, sort of people talking about wanting to sell out and stuff like that, you know? So it's been yeah. in my mind. Yeah. I mean, like if you're, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think we've all had the conversation where like all the cards that we have, we just kind of written off cause we got them so long ago and we want to be able to play this game. Right. Um, or at least that's the way that I'm thinking about it. it but like, if you're yeah. never going to play again and you have $30,000 worth of cards, and you could be using that to buy a house. I mean, even though you might want to wait a little bit to buy the house, it kind of strikes me as a no-brainer to do it. Like, that's why I sold my power. So I just, like, for for some of the people that we were in that chat with today, like, I completely get it, and I feel like not doing it is kind of a silly idea, right? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, anyway. I just, I wanted to get on, yeah. I wanted to get on with you and talk about, uh, talk about the weekend before i forgot it because i've been like super busy sort of running ragged and uh even though i super burnt myself out that weekend it was worth it um and i flew back sunday morning so i actually had sunday to like just sit down relax unpack watch football and then have like a decent day of work today nice yeah yeah dude well obviously it sucks i i can't give a tournament report but uh Hopefully the next tournament. I mean, I'm I'm considering maybe we'll do this on the other direction. Maybe I'll be the one at Eternal Weekends. Yeah, maybe like it, there's a chance that I could come down for the Sunday of Eternal Weekend because the plans that I have that I I I can't like I literally can't change them uh, are only on Saturday. They're they're on the tenth. I know it's the main event, but I might just be are able to take the Boston, drive down though? to Philly. Yeah, they're in Boston. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. Yep. Yeah, it really depends if I can find somebody to go with, basically. Well, so listeners, Ian. Well, I know Dom. I know Dominic is, and I thought that Tom Stanton also said he was going. Um, yeah, I'm in too many Who's group Tom chats. Stanton? What? Who is Tom Stanton? Do I know Tom Stanton? You're fucking with me, right? No, it sounds like someone who's in our Discord, but I'm not in our Discord. Oh, is that is that Stan? Is that the the British kid, Stano? 
Fuck, yeah. it is. Yes, it, it is. <laughs> the dude who I you said you had like. <laughs> yep. Um, I didn't. All right, that's not fair. Nobody's. <laughs> I've never heard anyone call him Tom before. Okay. 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 I'm sorry. All right. Stano. I should have yeah. just said Stano. Yeah. Yep. But there you definitely. Go. Yeah, you definitely know him. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'm gonna ask around Sue's in that event. Yep. Dude, I'm sure, is that the I'm first sure Eternal Weekends? Since COVID, is that the first yeah. Paper Eternal Weekends? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Interesting. Who's hosting it? Do you know? Is it Card whatever the fuck? Okay, so I remember Card Titan used to do it. I yeah, thought yeah. that I saw that there was a different... There was a different TO. Hold on. Bum, 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 bum. Who's running it? The, the like the the promo cards they're they're giving away as prizes for it is just absolutely insane. Um, what is it? Uh, so there's like a there's like a ponder that they're only printing eight of. Period. Um, there's a or maybe they're printing more of the ponders. Yeah, the, only the top eight gets this. Um, this gets this uh, alternate art ponder that looks really sick. So there's gonna be eight total, or maybe like eight per Eternal Weekend worldwide. Um, but, uh, the vintage promos time walk, the, the legacy, um, champion card is Scrubland, which isn't like, um, yeah, not super exciting, but the vintage one is. Damn. Yeah. So those are the paintings you're talking about? Uh, yeah. So, sorry. The paintings are time walk and Scrubland. And then the, there, you also get promo cards, um, for top aiding the events. And those are the ponders. That's for legacy and, gotcha. and gush gush for vintage. That's pretty sick, man. Yeah. Um, I'd actually always thought they should do that, like special cards for top eight. I actually. This is the too. first time I, think, I actually I, heard of someone I, doing it. Yeah, I think I think it's actually a great idea. Well, it's, I mean, it's got to be a wizards tournament, right? Yeah. Uh, I think it might be card tighten it again. Okay. Cool, man. Yeah, well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna see if that's feasible. I don't. I honestly don't know what's on our schedule. Like, once you get to like Thanksgiving, everything becomes this blur, you know. Yep. No, I hear you. I uh, I'm cooking for a shitload of people, and I I'm not having the Thanksgiving at my house, so I'm cooking, and then everybody's ferrying it to my brother's new house in Maine. So it's gonna be. Oh, sweet. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, but it's gonna be a mess. Damn. All right, dude. Um, anything else? Or you want to wrap this one? This maybe our shortest episode. Yeah, I mean, th- we probably had more content in this episode than we have in some of our other ones, but there wasn't a lot yeah. to talk about. I just wanted to make sure that I shouted out the tournament uh, and and our will for doing a fucking unbelievable job and fucking picking me up from the airport and giving me a ride, which was uh, which was sick. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, so wow. I got for the, I got for the like VI, to do that? VIP service. It was it was awesome. Like I didn't want to bother him, so I like got to the airport and he was like, "Yeah, just let me know when you're there." So I got to the airport and I was like, "You know what? He's got like a lot going on. He's got a kid at home. I don't want to like call him to save forty bucks on an Uber or whatever." And then he just like messaged me. He's like, "I'll be there in five minutes." I'm like, "Oh shit! This is this is fucking great." Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yep. That's, yeah. that's uh, 
great great event it was it fucking it was just wonderful so can't wait to be there again i'm absolutely going to go to the next one as long as nothing crazy crazy happens hopefully i get a few more people traveling with me because <laughs> the hotel was really nice and that 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 also means it's not cheap <laughs> yeah but it was Damn, uh dude. yeah it was good it was good how many players did you feel like was the like the hotel full of like magic players? Uh well I mean every so all the magic players that were there were out and cubing and playing. I think most of the people who were at the event were local. So the people who traveled and stayed at the hotel were very visible cuz like that's what they were there for. But I think the majority gotcha. of people that came for the tournament were like uh Pennsylvania, Ohio like locals who maybe drove like 2 or 3 hours. Um, yeah. So I, it definitely felt like it was more of a local event, but like Roland Chang was there and uh, Samantha, uh, the uh, Doomsday player. Yeah, the Doomsday player. I can't remember her last name. Um, but I mean, there were like there were some very good, play- very good players there. But I think the majority were locals. Nice. Yeah. Which all sucked. You're saying? No, 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 no. I got. I mean, I went. Fuck it. I started one and two. Right. I know, I'm just fucking... Yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting you only played against one blue deck, really. Yeah, it was, like, there wasn't a lot of blue-red Delver. You know what I mean? Like, I I expected it to be more, like, what you would see at a bigger competitive event. But it definitely definitely felt like it it didn't have the meta that I expected. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, like, I, I I didn't see Delver around a lot. I, I saw a lot of like what people like to play for Legacy, right? And uh, yeah. it, it was kind of like one of those events, but it was great. Well, everybody, get your triumph of St. Catharines before they uh, go up any higher. Yeah, and this we I think we have to do like an investment disclaimer. Like we're not we're not financially invested. No, I'm sorry, we are. Also, <laughs> you know what card I saw this weekend that was like really crushing it? Uh, Ruination, it? Ruination. Um, Ruination and the uh, the better big brother to Ruination, um, born born from the ashes. That card, that card has some potential. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, I have like I have a hundred of the the three and a red destroy all non basic lands. It's a commander oh, card. Oh yeah, yeah. That like you. lets people I go get paid. Yeah, that one. I was I was trying to do nice. my. Yeah. Yep. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> all right, all right uh, so yeah that's that's all i have it's good to talk to you we're gonna get you out to an event uh i, I definitely missed traveling uh traveling and playing because you would uh you would have kept me kept me out of trouble on friday night but uh yeah <laughs> absolutely Dude, craft beers i i know about craft beers yeah it was uh i just wasn't ready for it i hadn't hadn't even touched that close to that volume and um it wasn't yeah, it wasn't wasn't like your your regular drinking beers, but they were very very good, which is why I kept going back to them. So, yeah, that's right, that's it for me. So that's a wrap. That's a wrap.